stuff so hello and welcome everyone my name is rich and we're glad you're all here just a few things before we start this is not an aa meeting it is one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong as described on page 64 of the aa big book and the solution found in the 12 steps this meeting has been recorded and it's been streamed live on facebook also please remember that this is not an all share meeting rather it's a question and answer for Paul H's take on the 12 steps. For details on all Paul's events, his book, Under Arrest, those fabulous elusive t-shirts, I actually saw you wearing one the other week, Paul, and videos of previous meetings and events, check out his website, zenbitchslap.com. So to get things underway, I've selected a passage from some AI literature to read, and then I'll hand over to Paul, who will take it. We'll talk about it for a while before we open up the room for questions. So um, if you want to follow along, I'm on page 84 um, and it's talking about step 10. So, <clears throat> excuse me, this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up, cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we'd been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky, nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. It is easy to let up on our spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, but alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line. All we wish is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense but we must go further, and that means more action. So with that, I'll pass it over to you, Paul. Thanks, Rich. Uh, welcome, everyone. 
Thanks for having us. Yeah, obviously this is the um, beginning of the maintenance steps, 10, 11, and 12. And uh, he's talking about continue to take inventory. Uh, and truly what I feel, what we're trying to say, not to say not to do this or not to do or to do something else, but just to have a different view of it. And when we see selfishness, we don't think it's ours. Let's say we see it as a manifestation of self in our lives. Yeah. When we see I'm being constantly inconsiderate, we want to do something about that. But I don't see that's coming from me. I think it's coming from what has defeated us, self. Yes. So this is the view. It's brought to every step. Uh, and it gives an, it brings in a new light into the step. It doesn't change the step, but it changes a lot of the meaning that we thought the step had. Yeah, because we're rooted back on page 64. And we're just suggesting a possibility that exact nature of the wrong is the act of being identified as self. And it says very clearly, page 64, about the third paragraph, being convinced, which is a condition, that's one of the requirements we need, is to be convinced of something. What is that something? That self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. So... That's pretty clear. That's, you don't need a deciphering machine or a hieroglyphic translation. It's pretty clear. Yes. Being convinced. Have you reviewed your life somewhat of what it was like when you were under the influence? Have you come to this conclusion that something has defeated me? And maybe, all right, if that's the case, we are now going to look at its common manifestations and the next paragraph starts with resentment. So if you follow the presentation, resentment is a manifestation of self in our lives. It's not our manifestation. I think that's pretty extremely different than doing an inventory on resentment and keep calling them mine. I don't think we've gotten to the exact nature of the wrong, which is the act of being identified as self, because we're in the act of being identified as with self's manifestations by calling them ours. I don't, you know, that's the simple presentation that we present. And what that led me to, to have occur was, it was very clear. Uh, I was reading that sentence and it was very clear that self represented something other than me. That's all very clearly. I've given it names, just a way of describing it, or so that we can image it as something foreign to us, which is a parasitical movement or foreign pathogen or an intelligent demonic thing, whatever you want to call it. But we, as the plural, has been have been defeated by a singularity, which is self. So self is certain doesn't have infinite traits. It has finite traits. And in recovery, people have recognized the finite traits of self with the hopes that it will lead you to see that you're not self, I hope. Yeah. And so what happened is I saw it as foreign to me. 
and almost in an instant, a new possibility became available. And it was, I can be free from it because, and then it told me why I couldn't see the possibility of being free from it because I was in the act of being identified as it. So I was trying to get free as self when the freedom is from self, yeah? We don't say, we don't ask for relief as a self. We we ask for relief from self, yes? <laughs> it's very clear. It's, it's, there's a huge distinction. Uh, that somehow self is not us. We got to find it in some level or we'll be constantly being open to be defeated by it because it's going to have sway in our life because there's going to be decisions made on self by self, on on self. There's going to be self-imposed situations. They're going to be uh, self-centered views and they're going to lead to its manifestations in our life. And we're going to be defeated by those manifestations. And all the while, after becoming very clear of what it's like to be defeated, why not be clear of what's causing the defeat? Yeah, And it isn't you. I do not believe you may be in this situation where you feel like you hate yourself. I do not believe you hate yourself. I believe something else may hate you. I just don't see it as you. I don't believe you are your own worst enemy. I do not see that. Maybe self is. And like it says, any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. It does not say any life run on your will or God's will. It says self's will. Yeah, They're distinctly different. Our will is basically what we're turned over to. Yeah, We can either be driven by self-will or God's will, but we're going to be driven by some will. And that's going to express through our will. Yeah. So some will is going to take over our will. We know what it's like to be taken over by self, I hope. And we and it will be great to find out what it's like to be taken over by what's called the higher power will. Yeah. I mean, the treatment will be distinctly different. How it's delivered, how it affects you and what you're going to grow into, which is a reliance or faith in that higher power. And you'll actually gratefully outgrow the faith in the lower power. Yeah, And then you'll be on the new basis, which is trusting the infinite rather than finite self. So the condition we, we're in is trusting finite self. That's the diagnosis, yes? We trust it to such a level, we take it to be ourselves. That's a pretty high level of trust. And faith. <laughs> I mean, that's through the that's through the fucking ceiling. So <laughs> so on step 10, it's going over. Once again, if you notice, so out you ask, where was I selfish? I would say self is where you were selfish. <laughs> I would. I would. Self was where you were when you were self-seeking and frightened. Yes, I do. Yeah. Dishonest and, in, and inconsiderate. What causes inconsideration? You don't take other people's con situation uh, to mind when you want something. Yeah. So you run over people to get what you want. Yeah. Now, this isn't it's, this doesn't only happen with alcoholics. It happens with everyone because everyone has a certain level of self-direction, yeah? Self-centered direction. 
That's how it goes. Some people were extreme examples of that. And we tend to fi find that out by the addictive behavior we tried to do to get out of that self-obsession. Yeah, we would do almost anything to get a certain relief and pay any consequence tomorrow, not to feel uncomfortable now. Why were we feeling uncomfortable? We were occupied by this idea of self. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. So we try to get out of it. And then that way of trying to get out of it reinforced the inness of it. Yeah. And so now we're fucking alcoholics and addicts and fucking overeaters and sex fucking fiends and all this shit <laughs> with the hopes we could get some relief from the underlying condition only for those solutions to reinforce the problem. Yeah, this is a simple suggestion. You know? If you're not here at this point, do this... Do the inventory and look at your resentments and look at your harms, look at your fears. And hopefully down the road, after you do that for a period of time, you're going to see something else's role in things, which is, I would say, self. And now I believe humbly in the cycle of recovery, it's time for another wave. And that's accountability. Yeah. So you do your inventories, you make your amends. You take responsibility for whatever happened in this life. Yes, and I've done that. And then when you look at your role in things, you see something else's role in things. Let's call it self. And now you start accounting those behaviors to self, not to you. And you move out of responsibility, which is a sense of freedom, really. And you now see everything as accountability. Like my dog did shit on the neighbor's lawn I did not shit on the neighbor's lawn. Yeah, so I'm accountable for my dog shitting on the neighbor's lawn, but I'm actually not responsible for that shit on the lawn. The dog is. <laughs> Just a simple distinction, but it's going to allow you to travel a lot lighter, I swear. Because if you keep thinking you're the dog, then every time and any place inappropriately it takes a shit, you're going to have a lot of guilt and shame. <laughs> you're going to be confused. Why do I take a shit on the neighbor's lawn? You don't. Yeah. And if you're interested in this, just go to YouTube, hit Pooper Scooper, Paul Hederman, and maybe you'll hear a story about it, a more in-depth story, the Pooper Scooper story, which we go into this idea of becoming masters of cleaning up the shit that something causes in our life instead of getting rid of, uh, rid of the thing that's causing the shit in our lives. We become great cleaner-uppers of things. <laughs> instead of <laughs> believing we're the source of it. This is the dilemma, yeah? When you believe you took the shit, you're going to have a lot of guilt and shame every time you walk by that neighbor's lawn. <laughs> Why did I take a shit on my neighbor's lawn? You know, but if you didn't take the shit, though, there is a shit. There is. And you're accountable for it, but you're not responsible for it. Yeah. And now I know why people want everyone to be responsible in the beginning of the program of recovery, because most of us had an inordinate amount of responsibility called self-obsession, where when I walked in the room and someone yawned, I thought I caused it, yeah? When my father got ill and they told me he wasn't going to be able to play with me, no matter how much they explained it, 
my gut reaction was, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? This is an, an obscene distortion of responsibility. So my drive to get when I was getting loaded was try to be as irresponsible as fucking possible. So then I wash up into AA with this attitude. And then AA says, hey, listen, you got to see your role in things. Yeah. All right. I'm all for it now. Now I tell my I see my role in things. And when I'm seeing my role in things, I see something else's role in things, which I believe is the exact nature of the wrong, which is this idea of self. Yeah. So now I went the whole route, super responsible, go for irresponsibility, re then start taking responsibility. And f finally, a distinction between accountability and responsibility. Yes. It's just uh, because I've noticed, and this is one of the things that propelled me to share I noticed a lot of people with a lot of time are still carrying around a guilt and shame based on what they did when they were out there under the influence. And isn't it about time we outgrow fear after 50 years? Jesus Christ. What the hell is feeding that fear after 50 years of recovery? What's still feeding that? Yeah. So do you believe you did that you... Before you went to jail at 12 o'clock that night, do you believe you set out on a course to go to jail? Was that your intention when you went to have some fun and party? Every time I went to jail, I was surprised, basically, at that destination. I went on other, I had other intents when I went out to do this and do that, and then I ended up in jail. That seemed like completely out of the spectrum of what I thought was going to happen that night. Yeah. But you're going to tell me I chose to do all that, this shit that led me to jail all the time? Yeah, I'm not buying it. You know? I feel you, you are directed and compelled. You're driven by a hundred forms of all this shit. However way they describe it, it sure sounds like you're not the driver. Yeah, somehow or another. So, you know, it's like the car going to jail for vehicular manslaughter. I just think the rap is put on the long, the wrong thing. Yeah. What drove us to do this shit? Yeah. To me, this is the exact nature of the wrong. There's the act of being identified as self. And I don't believe you're, you're doing that, but I some, sometimes believe we're in it. Yeah. We're in that act of being identified as self. We're not presenting the act of being identified as self. And in that condition, we're apt to be taken over by what? This this system called self. Yeah. And obviously, when it plays out in a certain way, like, and then it's crowned alcoholism, it looks like we're quite similar by based on our behaviors and our thoughts and our feelings. It sure seems like we're we're having a shared experience of something's thoughts, something's feelings, and something's behavior. Yeah. And it seems like we would have distinctly all like fingerprints are all different. There's never the same fingerprint. But alcoholics are not in that category. If you if you're an alcoholic and you meet someone who's an alcoholic, you know, they're fucking alcoholic. You don't have to have their resume or history or shit like that. Talk to them for about 30 seconds on the phone. You know who you're talking. You're not even talking to the person. You're talking to alcoholism. I mean, it's incredible. 
There's so much, so many people are re being represented by alcoholism right now today. Yeah. So if you think there's millions of people and there's basically one emissary, one fucking diplomat, one thing that's representing them. And if you've been under that representation, you can recognize someone else under the represent representation. I don't care if they're fucking from Appalachia or Iceland or shit like that. Few minutes will it will be revealed they're fucking alcoholics <laughs> or addicts. I mean, we all start taking very similar traits that override all our unique traits. Yeah. So this is the this is this is the view. If I was hearing it in AA, we wouldn't be having this meeting. But why? And I lived in a thriving place of recovery, San Francisco. I just did not hear this this understanding often. So that moved me to start doing it. And it was the, it ruined my A career really as a circuit speaker. <laughs> you would think it would be good news, but hey, whatever. So there you go. So yes, this is very good. If you're new, this is the 10th step. The 10th step is the beginning of the three next steps, which are the maintenance steps. And to me, actually, the 12th is just the adopting of AA's agenda as a way of life, which is to be available to other alcoholics and to try to practice these principles in all your affairs. And if you can't do that, limit your affairs until you can. Yes. So to me, 10, 11, 12. And this is... In that case, we're breathing two different atmospheres. We're we're breathing some of the atmosphere of the of the problem, and we're hopefully taking long pulls on the atmosphere of the solution. But so you need the maintenance is very very important when that transition is from uh, trusting finite self into trusting the infinite. Very important. So you that. Momentum can keep moving, but you start moving into the gravitational pull of the solution, the effects are going to be like that. You've been placed in a position of neutrality with no effort or thought on your part. The problem will not exist for you. These are, this is, this is the breathing in of the atmosphere of the trusting the infinite. Yeah. So here you go. If you need an oxygen cartridge, AA will give you one. As you go through this trans transition from breathing the fucking fumes of a failed system called trusting finite self, or now drinking up the elixir of the breath of the infinite. Yeah, it's just the way it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, now I don't practice any of this shit perfectly but I feel I've gotten the results that they imply or they point to, which is a freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah. And the freedom from the bondage of self where I'm sitting really doesn't motivate me to do much concerning a, the freedom from the bondage of self. <laughs> I just try to enjoy it. <laughs> and then it makes us available and present. And if we are that, that will be of service to people. Yeah. Like it or not, you're going to be put to use. So, yeah. But in the beginning, I did this for years, the 10th step. 
Uh, I haven't done it in a while because there's not much to review. I don't get many resentments anymore. Or they, if they do, to notice them and put them on paper would give them more life than they actually have. They usually dissipate quickly. So I don't want to put them. I don't. It's sort of like meeting a girl for a couple of days and getting her name tattooed on your arm. I figure I'd rather not go to that point because she may be leaving shortly. <laughs> so in this case, a lot of the shit that I used to have to do a inventory of doesn't come for long and goes quickly. Yeah. And I'm not ripping or roaring. And I'll tell you, I'd have to make up some fucking amends, you know, which I'm not into. You know what I mean? I'd have to go over, well, did I possibly mean this if I was with them? And if I did that, and then I better go. No, I'm just, to me, that's obsession with self. Yeah. So what's the greatest thing about inventories when you don't have to do an inventory? Yeah. If you don't have any shoes, you can't do a shoe inventory. You don't have resentments. You can't have do a resentment inventory. If you're not living in fucking fear, you don't do a fear inventory. And uh, I'm not having any illicit sex anywhere. So I'm not doing a sexual inventory. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> and yet if something came and sort of grabbed me, I would do an inventory and I'd share it with someone in AA. And if I needed to do an amends, I would make, I'd be moved to do the amends. Yeah. Yeah. But if that's not happening, why would I want to make it like it's happening? I mean, shit. <laughs> I see. This is what I see. I've worked with people where I had to tell them to stop doing inventories because it was turned into a form of obsession with self. They weren't enjoying the freedom of being relieved of the bondage of self. They were just going over every intention or idea in their head which was just blatantly obsession with self i felt so i'd say listen stop writing <laughs> you know what i mean stop going over every did you go to trader joe's or whole foods who gives a fuck yeah it's not that important it didn't it didn't shift the powers of the spheres you know yeah so remember the obsession with with self can appear and it does in in the act of recovery it does yeah it goes off i mean have you ever made an uh, an amend and the person had no remembrance you you've been dwelling on how i ruined samantha's life for like and trying to avoid it for 20 years you finally inadvertently run into samantha and you decide i should take this opportunity and our, let me, let's have a coffee. We better sit down. And then you break the news, this terrible thing. She has no fucking idea about it. And it never even happened. It was, you had your own mental Samantha that you did something to. It never, never turned into a physical event. Yes. This is incredibly insane to me. So, yes. So, I don't know. I feel... When it was necessary, I did it. I did it for about two or three years straight. Yeah, the 10th step. And then it started becoming less, less, uh, more, more sporadic because I didn't have a lot of shit to do inventories on, which I think is the point, right? Yeah, I think the point is, is <laughs> the need to do inventory leads to the need not to do inventory. I feel humbly so and i feel the 
the greatest maintenance of a spirit's condition is of a spirit. Yeah. So if there's sufficient enough loss of interest in the mental activities, obviously there's going to be interest in something we may call the spiritual activities. And I think spirit is the greatest maintainer of spirit. Yeah. So if you're animated and alive and you know it, what's that song? If you're animated and alive and you know it, yes, there you go. <laughs> yay, B, yay, B, yay, B. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I'm not animated or alive. Well, do an inventory. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it. Rich, thank uh thanks. Is, uh, yeah, no problem. There's uh Chris B's got a question for you. You'd like to mute yourself, Chris. Oh, Chris B is coming out of the vault with a question. Hey, Paul. Long time. Yeah. I thought we had uh, caused you to lose that lock, but uh, it's still available. All right. What's that? Lose that, lose that what? That lock. Oh. The question. Yeah. I'm not asking it. I'm not asking a question. I know. I know. I'm, this is more of, yeah, you know, this is more of an acknowledgement. Oh, good. Yeah, because sometimes, I've been listening to you a long time. <clears throat> and uh, it's kind of, kind of incredible how, yeah, I know, yeah, 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 I know, yeah, I know. And then something just lands. Yes. And just this morning, just before coming on here, but then just hearing you talk now, and as you know, I don't, I don't come from a recovery background, but I come from, I do come from a background of when, when people, a lot of people talk about making choices, you make your choices and you're responsible for your choices. And it's like, you know, a lot, a lot of these are not choices. <laughs> and, uh, I found myself talking, I was talking to my wife this morning and I started to use the phrase, I've been being driven. We were talking, we were talking about a, basically it's diff different jobs that I take on and, 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 and why I quote, I do that. And it finally just hit me so hard in the face. What I used to think was like a, a little influence maybe is a complete, the <laughs> I'm on the carnival ride with the toy steering wheel. And the that bus is just going. I'm just being driven. I have no. I'm. Not, it's not me doing it at all. I, I saw. I finally. It just finally clicked when I saw this. What seemed like a thread. <laughs> it's just this massive pipeline, and I. I. <laughs> it just. It just all clicked. Just how you said. Like it's. Call it a parasite. Call it. Call it whatever. It ain't me, but it is just completely determining what's happening. And and so how how has self defeated us? <laughs> yeah. It just it just it just landed and then it just funny that I haven't listened to you in a while and I just oh it's one thirty and so I just wanted to just kind of acknowledge that the uh somehow you plant these seeds. And it's like these huge wheels of our own personal circumstances go around and around. And at one point, two things line up and just clicks with what you were saying. So I just wanted to yeah. say thanks. And you're right. <laughs> oh, great. 
Hey, that's why we repetition is valuable here. Yeah. yeah you just keep move you just keep doing the combination lock, just keep spinning, spinning, spinning. <laughs> yeah. And you think it doesn't open at five, but you go back to five and it clicks open. Yeah. So it's like a you don't have the numbers for the combination. So you don't. So something just goes on and then it clicks and the door opens and then you see something. And but something don't... doesn't want to hear it too. Yes. Which, but which before is... you uh, pick up arms, just stay disarmed for a second or two. And this is that, that the pause is the point of reliance on the higher power. Yeah, and... that's what I picked up on this morning because I found myself being di disarmed. That's just like what you said. And, and then not knowing what to do. Right. Like if if no one else is driving this thing and I can't like what? <laughs> Wait, just tell let the truth ring out and then you'll there'll be a calling. You'll hear it. But if you just rush right into things, you're just listening to the head usually. So if you could just wait, see where it's gonna because the awareness of things is really the true uh alchemy here. Yeah. Trying to change things with things are different than changing things with awareness. When something becomes aware of, yeah, there's something happens can happen. Yeah, like yeah, I see. Felt the click. The mind gets it, and doors that seemingly were locked or were walls open up, and you recognize, wow, there was a way out. I just didn't notice it, and now you it's, are. It it feels like that's what's going to happen because I see that. I was when you're so, when you're looking so narrowly, and you're let, kind of letting yourself be driven because you think you're the one doing it, so you don't need to change anything. So I'm, I'm part of me is not hearing what you're saying, uh, kind of on purpose. And suddenly, when I realize, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I know a lot of new information is going to come flooding in that I wouldn't have let in before. I'm gonna, I'm probably going to get an email from someone, or someone's going to say something. That I'm going to overhear, and it's I'm going to it's going to sound different. Yeah, it's going to have a different meaning for me. Well, this is like you're you're hearing a different piper playing, and you're starting to be led by that piper instead of the old piper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The old I, song doesn't have the uh, allurement as this new one does. So this is perhaps there's a better way. That's all. Yeah, yeah, really, really appreciate it, Paul. All right. I want to share something personally. Yeah. And there's nothing to do with it. But when I was younger, it seems like, you know, I got run over by a car. Twice in the same night. It severely damaged me physically. Probably other ways, obviously, too, but the physical. And it took a long time. And it never returned to the prior condition. Yeah. One of my legs is misshapen and stuff. It took a long time to get over it. So my head has always had a weird view of the physical condition. Yes. Yeah. It took me years to get back into the water. It did a lot of stuff. Okay. So the other day I'm here. I'm take out I have an old truck, so doesn't some of the gauges don't work in it. So I take it out to drive uh, because it was a beautiful sunny fall day here uh, out towards in this rural area. It's not super far from here. And it it conks out. It runs out of gas. 
Yep. So I pulled over to the side. I probably could have just stood there and waved and somebody may have picked me up, but I decided I was, I just started walking and I walked all the way home. Now I haven't walked on this leg that much. I walked two and a half miles on my legs. First time, longest time, longest I've walked since 1980. Really? You didn't think you could do it? The idea would never go for it. It wasn't, I wasn't even actively thinking I can't do it. It was a, a fact in there that I can't do it. Yes, this is it. And sometimes the facts change and you need to have them reviewed. But a lot of times you're living based on facts that were facts in the past. They're not facts now. Yeah, there's nothing right or wrong with it. It's just the way the head works. So, all right, I walk and I'm going, seemed like something compelled me. I didn't think much about it because the wise thing would have been, hey, I got this beautiful old 50 Chevy truck. Someone's going to see me and pick me up to help me, you know. But no, I walked all the way home. And later on, I found out it's two and a half miles, two and a half miles. I couldn't believe it. So I said, I'm not going to get. So I was pretty excited in a weird way. I'm like, wow, my my uh, grazing area seems to have expanded. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually can expand it with electric bike or a car, but no, this was walking. I hadn't taken a walk in a long time and I'm checking out the shit going around. And it was very, so I said, I'm not going to say anything because usually it can boomerang a day or two later. So this is now the second day. Sunday it happened. This is Tuesday. My legs don't feel bad. Incredible, eh? Blow my mind. Awesome. Yeah. Blows my mind. And it, and I have no, oh, it should have done this before. None of that. It was just, it was very revealing how uh, something is always willing, wants to fit you with a jacket. Yeah. It wants to tailor you and your ability to do things and move based on an old idea, lots of old ideas. Yeah. And so you're walking around and this jacket doesn't fit well. It just doesn't, but you just fucking adapt to it. Right. Like usual. Oh, fuck it. I'll just, you know, I won't go here. I won't try that. I won't do this. And so um, it's almost like a mummifying of a livingness. Yeah. Nothing. I'm not having any opinion about it. It's just what I've observed. So there's a treasure of what we call old ideas in all of us. And it says, you know, unless there's a letting go of these old ideas and how can you do that? First of all, see them as not your old ideas. Yeah. But there's a letting go of these old ideas. And if not, the result's going to be nil. Yeah, he, they're pretty extreme. Nil, wow. I mean, Zippo, nada, Zippo, yeah? Unless you let go of your old ideas. That sounds like a pretty incredible statement, yeah? So if, I, if the old ideas aren't let go of, and they're going to be very difficult if you keep calling them yours, <laughs> the results are going to be nil. Wait a minute, nil sounds like a very extreme statement. But no results whatsoever? Yeah, there will be no results. Okay. I'm just sharing what an old idea was in this life. Yeah. From all the trauma and all the physical damage, some old ideas, some ideas occurred and they crystallized. Yeah. And some of, uh, uh, some of them are still being applied now when they were applicable, let's say, 20 years ago. But they're still being applied now as if they're facts. Yeah. This I've is noticed. what awareness can do with an understanding 
awareness can go into those little files and see all these cold cases. Yeah. And you know, those ones that you're waiting for probation to end, or you just, you're waiting for another prison sentence to come and taking these files and bring it into the court of light and gets fucking some annulment here. And let's make some more room in those files. So this yeah. is a, this is also a case of the best, the worst day in your life when your car ran out of gas, turning out to be a, was <laughs> something you wouldn't have found. Was, I didn't even something overrode me, and it's been trying to do this with with weird airport situations. Where the last longest I've ever walked was just two months ago, coming home from fucking the, the tyranny of Swiss air, <laughs> getting left in airports and missing flights. I walked super far that that time. So life has been setting situations up for me to have a realization, hey, you can go farther than you think. Yeah, you can. You know, I, 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 That's love, I, I feel. I hear you. I, I've noticed this paradoxical situation where, you know, we talk about ex acceptance, like maybe you got to, maybe you have a serious injury, you're in a wheelchair and you need to learn to accept that. But sometimes I find myself trying to convince myself to accept something that's not actually true like well paul you gotta yes, just accept that you can't head. walk anymore <laughs> yes this is the head so the head will keep will keep you in the wheelchair longer than you need to be in the wheelchair this is what the head does yeah because it has its own fucking agenda and sometimes even though you're you're living in a room that's soundproof life will keep knocking on the door with the hopes something gets through and you'll see, hey, there's other possibilities. For me, it would seem like a fucking drag. Yeah, like why did the car run out of gas, whatever like that. But in fact, as long as I don't have a big, it doesn't even matter. It's just the joy of doing it and giving it a shot. But I, of course, as an extremeness of an addict, instead of just going a half a mile, I went two and a half miles. But that's that's also the nature happening here. Yeah, it's got to go fucking crazy or something. But so far, so good. So this is sort of like what we're talking about in a lot of ways. A lot of shit that could still be growing has been deadened by the old ideas. Yes. Yes. That's this really that's really true. And just it's not. Oh, I'm going to I vow to change. No, it's just seeing it, being aware of it to me is the. That's that's the alchemy is the awareness of it. Yeah. What if life is going to demand you do something great? I'm not out. I'm not going to go buy running shoes today and getting a matching outfit and then getting a watch and getting something that follows my heart. I'm not going all in. I'm just I'm just brought up me a, a relief from an old idea. What was I don't know. if I know. I, we, I know we need to move on, but if it would be helpful to other people like. I'm just curious what your exact experience in the moment of first the car breaks down or, or runs I out of gas. I have anything with that because I I I, uh, I just had forgotten because I the gas gauge didn't work. So no, I'm not into that. What that did you anticipate? Love, that muscle of self blame is pretty is is flabby now. It doesn't have. But no, I mean, did you anticipate that the difference between whether you just waited like a victim and flagged someone down versus it almost seems like you unconsciously just like your legs started moving it. Unconsciously, like, 
And I had no thoughts about it. Yeah, that's interesting. So I had a feeling. I can tell when something's driving me other than self. Yeah. I so can. you, yeah. But so usually the engine goes on without you thinking you put the key in. It just goes and then you find yourself somewhere or doing something. So, yeah. That's a really, I, good, a really good news story. Yeah, it was very cool. And it's... uh. And two days later, usually it used to, I, I would do something and then it would come really f flip out at two days later. But no, I have two days. It's it's going steady, folks. Let's see if I can make it to Wednesday night meeting. <laughs> no, I, so much, you don't know. Again, you know, we all have our little private stokeness in a way because you know, my, I was damaged and you know, like I haven't run since 1980, where I, the day before I got run over, I ran five and a half miles. I used to run every day. Haven't run in 30, 40, what, how many years now? 43 years. So these things are, uh, brought a really a nice smile to the action figure. I'm very stoked. And the, the, the mind, the awareness of things is, not only just don't file it in just a specific, but see it as a panoramic principle. Yeah. So to check in and see, and it doesn't matter. Um, everything I find that could be changed, I'm not going to rush out and try to work it to change, but it's good to see. That's all. That's all. Yes. Yes. And I believe if you ask this power in your life, it will be, to you, it may look like it's a frustrating moment, but it's just demanding its own love from you, really. It's just it's just demanding something from you, which is great for you. Like, hey, bro, you can walk and see the some of these houses that I had little skits about being like a crystal meth factory. I walked by them slowly and I could see I could see the crystal meth factory. No, no, I could just see what was going on. And it was, slowing down was a quite interesting view. And walking around, I got caught seeing a lot of beautiful things, beautiful houses and shit. Yeah, it was great. Let me just say, I'm just really glad that happened to you. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going on a mountain climb tomorrow, but no, it's just, uh, it has, it's opened up some vistas that I'm curious to check out. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you for allowing that to come up. I, I didn't want, you know, that old idea where if I talk about it, it's going to fuck it up, but uh, what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, putting it, I'm putting it to a better purpose because everything we share here, we're attempting to share or imply a principle. Yes. These yeah. are, just aren't stories for the story's sake. They're there to uh, provoke an image so that you can see something out of my story in one of your stories. Yes. Because absolutely. Yes. That's that was point. a really good one because yeah. I, I know I'm guilty of that. I'm not even. No, you said, you said it was a. Of that. That's the beauty of it. The, just the, the thing where you said it wasn't even something you thought about. It was just a fact. Yes, exactly. That, that thing. Yes, it had grown. It it was there for protection, and then it turned into a very thick skin that's not allowing any breathing. Yes, yeah. but it had a purpose, obviously. But that purpose got mutated over time, and now. It wasn't breathing. It was a cocoon-like thing. Yes. But it's also very cool that it wasn't like, it wasn't like someone came into your life and said, "Hey, Paul, let me, let me. I think you could probably walk a mile or two. Let's give it a try." This is just something that just happened, and then you just, it just happened. 
Oh, yeah, and I don't listen to people fucking anyway. <laughs> Most people that know me are going to talk to Amelia before me. So you had to listen to your car, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, life, life, I, life, I'm very, I listen to life keenly. Yeah. Yeah. That's when life cool. demonstrates, I listen very strongly. Yeah. That's a very, that's a very cool story. Yeah. It, it would make a good children's book. Yet. It's going to see <laughs> today I may even venture out there. Yeah. Yeah, just check we just it need out. to put a we need to put a coffee three miles away and then we'll get I you to go there. We went because we I looked on Waves and you know Waves it's a yeah. GPS yeah. thing and it was two and a half miles to where yeah. I was. I blew my that's mind. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's serious distance. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Yeah. So, yep. All right, take thanks, Paul. Well, isn't that true? Isn't it lovely? No matter what age you get to, a door can swing open. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think you got everything sussed out, man. Just you have no idea no what idea. something has in store for you. No <laughs> idea. You don't. That's the whole <laughs> point. Yeah? yeah, reliance on something greater than self. You yeah. what you're going to get out of reliance on self is a it, it is an insurance that's going to be the same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. It's what what that in what that security cost you is a whole lot more than what security you're going to get yeah yeah it's somewhat appealing but it's the it's the appearance of being dead <laughs> exactly <laughs> it, it's very appealing to the exaggerated uh anxiety muscle that the fucking head is twanging like a bass string all the time yeah i want to know even with knowledge i i'm secure when i think i know something even though i don't know it yeah, yeah. even if it's wrong life like <laughs> now it's getting very crazy they don't they have no reason why they know it or believe it but they're fucking believing it and they're willing to kill someone else about it and shit it's wild yet yeah. they're it's such a surface uh cover and uh, it's always you can see like it's like if you look at certain cars and and you see paint jobs on them you know that wasn't from the factory you meet a lot of people. Uh, they've been painted over by. They've been tagged. <laughs> it's uh, and it's information misguided can be very dangerous and uh, wow. So yeah. So no, I love this. I love um. This program and this life that's been given to us. You know not all the windows of the mind are closed. Yeah. You have an open couple of open windows and life gets still gets in there, no matter how much dead weight or facts that you think you believe are. Yeah. So well, yeah, but... I'm stoked. I'm stoked for the day. <laughs> you cannot believe it with the legs. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I have a lot of empathy from people who've been damaged in life. Probably the reason why I got damaged in life. And uh, if you haven't walked and you're able to walk again, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah, it's, you get stoked. I remember when I I hadn't walked in months and, uh, and I f felt a little bummed out because I called people when I finally walked on those lines and no one, you know, they had their own important things going on in life. And I, I wasn't greeted with the amount of... Uh, Glory, I thought the event deserved. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. 
We really take it for granted. By knowing someone who, yeah, yeah. If anyone here has, uh, no, I'll I'll talk about that another day. Okay, Paul. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But you see the principle. I do. I'm gonna. It's gonna. They, it's sinking they have in. Been facts in your life, but they may they they may not be facts in your life now, and you don't want your head to go and do the reviews. Yeah, bring in some fucking light and check out these old files, man. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Or break down in your fucking truck or something. Or, you know, your phone finally dies down and you have a really incredible living conversation with another person at Starbucks. <laughs> something like that. These things are informing us of something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Thanks, Paul. That's oh, really yeah. useful. There's a couple more questions for you. So firstly, there's a I question. I got to get from... going. I'm going on my walk soon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's my note. Okay. Time for a couple of quick questions. Maybe you could do one uh, on the move then. Not going we could anywhere. do a, a walk in Paul Hederman meeting next time and you can show us the sites throughout Paul the meeting. Yeah, Hedeman's Hill walks. That's, that's, that's maybe right. start on the flat for now. Hedeman's still walks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, first, uh, Reed's got a question for you. If you'd like to unmute yourself, Reed. Hey, thanks. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Paul. Um, so, um, guess this is kind of multi-part, but anyway, like I've been on this journey for. Let's say I've really been in the program for six years, like in the sense that like I had a step one experience and you know was willing to do the steps and all that shit. And um, but tied in tied in with that has been this uh, almost my own spiritual search, and I guess you could say you know ties in with the stuff we've talked about here. Like um, for instance, like unfortunately I somehow read Jay Krishnamurti within my first year of sobriety. You know that almost fucking killed me because of the like just the, the limbs I went out on with that. But um, that's related to what I want to say, but like you're saying with the inventory too, it can become a self-obsessive practice. And like, you know, I did it, you know, every night for two years, I was buried by the book for like two years. And um, in this inventory, I went back and read some of it. And it was just like, like you said, this overanalyzation, this, this, my, this, this extreme obsession with self, like turning everything into like, how could I have been more or less selfish, like, et cetera. And um, so kind of the dilemma I find myself in is that any spiritual experience or insight I've had points to dropping most of these practices, yet the ego or self quickly co-ops that insight and uses it as an excuse not to do the practices. And then I fall back into... Um, you know, anxiety, fear, resentment, you know, self, like self-centeredness again. Um, and then, you know, so that went on and off for a while. Then lately um, it's gotten a little more balanced, but like I find myself when I do do inventory, you know, like where was I selfish today? I can't answer that question. It's a selfish question. Um, so it's, it's like, how do I like, 
how do I continue to do these practices that are recognized as essentially being done on the part of a self that wants to feel better and things to be better? Well, like I recognize them as helpful, yet I also recognize them as as illusory. Like, yeah. and as a sponsor too, I want to be able. I want to be doing the things I'm telling my sponsees to do. And it's like sometimes I need to do them, sometimes I don't. And it's like, you know, I, I can go weeks without, you know, writing or even going to a meeting or whatever. Um, and so sometimes I feel like a phony when I, like, I'm in an AA meeting saying, like, I, you know, practice these principles. So I don't, I, maybe you yes. kind of know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think anyway. Well, the point is, this is, we try to, because this is not, unusual yeah most people run into it in one form or another so we the way we look at it is there's the action figure realm and certain things are done as the action figure for the action figure and then there's let's say another realm that's let's call it spirit yeah and uh there's a balance between both, but what's a solution in one sphere may not be the solution in the other sphere. So one of the telling things what you said is when you don't do these things, self-centeredness, self-fear, all this shit comes up. Well, then I would do those things because then the action figure is barking louder than what you're thinking you're saying. Yeah, so I would do what we do in the program because the program is truly of the action figure. The solution is not of the action figure. That's why they say it's a spiritual solution. Yeah, but the, the event of recovery is of the action figure. Yeah, and so it's like do unto, you know, do as the Romans do when in Rome and render unto Caesars what's Caesars. So this is how I view the things now. I see them not, I see them as contrary, but not distinctly different, but contrary. Yeah. So I do certain things so that the action figure has, finds a sense of balance, has a basis of ease and comfort instead of uh, disease and anxiety and irritability. Those things, I've been in the habit that sustains that condition, which is sobriety. I'm in that habit of being sober. And there you go. Now, the other, th the other possibility is I see that the solution to all of the action figures problems is not in the action figure world. It's of what we are. So the spirit of what we are starts having a large influence in the event of the action figure. Yeah. So, and you get an attitude like something is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. See, this is, I feel the wedding of the spirit and the relative world in recovery. Yeah. So recovery is of the action figure, but what's causing the recovery is the spirit, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So, and if the action figure hasn't been subdued or changed enough that if they doesn't do this stuff, it gets anxious and fearful and this and that, well, that's a good indication to keep doing this stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, as the action figure. So, but everyone runs into this because the mental activity claims whatever you're doing or not doing and has a story that it fuels with that claiming. So when you do something, it claims you're the doer. When you don't do something, it says you're the, you're the doer that didn't do it. You know, it just goes on and on. So knowledge, see, all right, self-knowledge avails us nothing. Knowledge of self is very valuable. What? Yeah. So self-knowledge avails us nothing. So if everything we're doing is completely claimed as you as the doer of it, with no possibility then except for that possibility, that could be turned into a bondage of self because now you're thinking you're the doer of everything. And then you think, if I want to keep everything happening the way it's happening, I've got to manage and control it and do all this shit. Yes, that's not going to work. Okay, so now you have a realization that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. They're still doing in there. Something is doing what I cannot as the doer do for myself. So the, the effect of the solution is going to be in the action figure world. You're going to travel lighter as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the whatever, the haver, the loser. We're not saying you're not the haver, the loser. We're just saying you're going to travel lighter through it. Yeah, because you're going to have some spirit into it, not so much mental driving it. Yeah. And so uh, I work with somebody and I, you know, I think there was a pretty good indication. If you got irritable, restless and this and that quickly, then do keep doing the stuff. Yeah, because it should get to a point where the action figure isn't shake it's just isn't like a soda that's being shook up by outside circumstance you know ready to blow you're gonna be you're gonna sort of have an even keel because the basis the basic insanity that aa directs itself to is the insanity that precedes the first drink and now you have been restored to sanity and that's going to allow a, a lot of other restoration yeah yeah and then there's, uh, yeah, so I don't see, I don't see there's a big battle between one and the other. I think there should be a hierarchy of what's more influential. Should the action figure be the most influential part at the expense of the spirit? I don't think so. I think the spirit being amplified is going to be a benefit to the action figure. Yeah, so that's how I see it today. You can, I could go into it, but the subtleties of the falls or the holes you fall in with that kind of thinking, uh, you need to have some color to really uh, point it out. You'd have to paint it over a few times. So I don't have the time right now, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll come to see what, there you are, you've been one thing at the expense of the other, then this becomes an awareness of both, right? And then they get brought back together again. Yes, but now the action figure is not the hierarchical position. It's the spirit. So you're living a life of something is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself, which is definitely not 
the crest of the of the action figure realm. You know, it likes to be the one that's doing everything. So something is doing for me what I can do for myself, and now it's it's uh, it's going cooler. You know, yes. So here you are. Self is come seemingly blocking you off from the sunlight of the spirit. Yeah. Okay. So things happen. The action figure. Da 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 da. And then. It seems to be two distinct worlds, you know, spirit or action figure. And then they they get reintroduced again more appropriately. Yeah. And now the action figure is the secondary power to the higher power. Yeah. Not the one who has a higher power. <laughs> yes. So the action figure is not in the position, position of having a higher power. It's in the position of being had by a higher power. You see? And I figure when that correction occurs, it creates a balance where we can't get it when one is inappropriately being held much higher than the other, which is the action figure. Yes. So there you go. So you're in a process, of course, sometimes when you're in a process and it's going to groove together, you see the a little bit inches seem like chasms of apartness, you know, but it's going to mold. Yeah, this is a. Uh, Recovery progresses. Yeah. yeah. And so you get reintroduced as and into other things that you had old ideas of. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I caught it a little bit. It says it one paragraph in AA says, you know, this idea of higher power is going to lead to some strange responses from the head. Yeah. Like I should get a parking space every time or whatever it is. Yeah. And of course, there's room enough for those things to play out because you're going to outgrow it. Yeah. So you're going to, the idea that it's one against the other or something is going to, you're going to lose interest in that. And yeah, the action figure can be fed uh, while the, the spirit is constantly feeding. Yes. It, it's not starve one. Uh, to give more to the other. I don't see it that way. Yeah. All right. Next, anyone else? Rich? I don't know if you still got a question. Uh, you still got a question, Dana? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Paul, when I was... Um, when I uh, ran to God, when I was having so such a vivid experience and uh, a spiritual awakening, I I got to, and it's kind of about what you were talking about. I got to God's house and I stopped, and I didn't go in, and I I didn't think about this till later, and I was kind of just sitting back and thinking about it, and all, all of a sudden, I. I was on the sand, dancing in the sand and swimming in the ocean. And I realized that that's, that's my higher power for me. The ocean is like me. It's like all of us, you know, it can be rough and smooth and, and um, it's got a personality. And, and I, I really identified that with that. I really like that. And, and that's what appeals to me. And that's kind of where I see myself. Great, great. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> great. Go for it. Or don't. <laughs> it's, just, 
it ultimately doesn't matter. So there's pressure off. If I don't go for it, no, there's no pressure. Just go for it. Yeah. 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 Things get revealed. They don't have to be gone yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Revelation just uh, will lead to more. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't life sometimes just have a, gives you like a consenting yes? It does feel like you've been, uh, you've been authorized. Yeah, yeah. Because I find a lot of people live under a state of lack of permission. There's somehow or another, they feel like they need to earn something or deserve it. or And sometimes they there's a withholding of permission by the mental activity, a huge one. And sometimes life just uh, barges in and decides to give you a free sample of, yes, it's permissible, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can be of any help in any of that, that's great. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay, that's it for the questions, Paul. Oh, well, let's say goodbye then. Eh? We're gonna, we'll be here today at 4.30 Pacific time, not framed as a non-recovery uh, meeting, but sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between the two different meetings. <laughs> so we'll be here. And then if, you're, if this is new and someone told you about Zen Bissap, if you're interested in all the Zooms, they're on the event page and... I don't think there's not, I, all the Zooms are the same number, I think, uh, room, and there's no passwords. So usually someone opens up the space 10 minutes or so before the meeting, and then you'll be able to enter. So we have five meetings a week, and uh, one of them is a, we do a live at the same time, which is on Saturday in Marin, Marin County, San, uh, California. All right. Thank you. Let me uh, say, read nice. Thank you for that share, Reed. It's a subtle thing. Uh, yeah. Michael Stacy, as always. I think we'll have it here at the house, Mike. The only thing I'm thinking of, this is why I didn't say yes, is to go through what we do on Saturday would be going to the church and then going to coffee afterwards. So if you'd be interested in that, we can do that and then come back to the house. But let me know and then we'll decide, all right? Because the way we do it on Saturday is we go live meeting and then go to a coffee place and start sleeping. Yeah? So just let me know. It's, we'll have a democracy vote. <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, some people are coming next week over to uh, where we live, Michael and uh, and uh, Nina, maybe a couple other people. So we're going to have some Zoom people uh, meeting live. Yeah. Al Vegas, as always. Nice to see you, Al. Rich here, Rich now. Thank you for the reading, Rich, and running the show. Steve in San Diego. We got my friend John in Florida. We have Atara. Nice to meet you, Atara. Thank you so much, Paul. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Mickey Smith, the uh, matriarch of Madeira. Joseph, nice to see you, Joseph. 
Mia. She's down uh, San Diego area. I'm going to have a biscotti, a gluten-free biscotti in, in the honor of Mia, who baked them and sent them all the way from San Diego with Amelia up to my house. Right after I get off here, Mia. You're getting better. Every one of them is getting better. All right, Art. Art, Art, Art. Kathleen G., my traveling companion. Yeah. Oh, here's the other one, Cassandra, my other traveling companion. And not and David S. in South Carolina had a great pleasure of seeing him intermittently at the retreat <laughs> because of unforeseen consequences. Roman, Mula, my man. Dana? Yeah, just water or no, just jump in, Dana. That's all. Verena, aha. Uh -huh. I once thought she was Dutch, but I was I was corrected. I've never forgotten since. Sean, nice to see you. Jess. Wendy. Yeah, Wendy. Wendy's soaking it up. That's good. Ama, Patel, Sukai, Endur, Oliver from Berlin, one of our steady companions here. Very good. We've got Bob Kentucky. Someone's got a call coming in. We got Fletch. We got Brian in uh, BC, Canada. Uh, Brian W. Oh, nice to meet you, Brian. Good. I like uh, I like uh, Vancouver Island. Very nice there. Some friends of mine in Victoria. J and G. Bay Area. Oh, Jane, you have not forsaken us. That's very good. There's Nina. Yes. Nina, I gave Michael the option. So you let me know. The regular okay. or the Saturday, the, the platinum Saturday, which would be at our house. All right. Miranda. Oh, there she is. She's not there, but uh, Amy in Seattle, Fletch. Okay, I think that's it. Thank you so much for uh, holding the space. Remember that loving presence is expressing itself through our group conscience. Woohoo! Thanks, Paul. Hey, Paul, do you know when you're going to be in?